welcome to the Women With Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey, you, and welcome back to the Women With Fire podcast. This is Sarah Allred. I get to be your host for the day, and I get to be with one of my most favorite people, Darla Trendler. If you do not know Darla, you have got to know Darla. That is just the word on the street right now. You've got to. She's a podcaster. She's a mom. She loves to work out. She loves teenagers. And gosh, I've spent a lot of time over the past year being able to work with her one-on-one, and she is simply the coolest, simply the coolest. So Darla, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much, Sarah, that you really know how to make someone feel really, you know, good about themselves. (laughs) I only speak the truth from this mic, right? I only speak the truth. Oh my gosh. Now, the first thing people need to do is they need to recognize the bind that we are in right now. Can we just laugh about it? Yes, let's laugh about it (laughs) because what else can we do? When you have opposition, you know you're on the right track. Yes, yes. And this is such a great example of how amazing Darla is and why her and I get along so incredibly well. We started recording this podcast and all of a sudden we use the program Zoom to record. All of a sudden she disappears from the screen, which is like kind of a problem when you're interviewing someone, right? Like if the person you're interviewing disappears. So I text her and I'm like, what's going on? And Darla, what did you say? My internet is totally down, which has never, ever happened, ever. (laughs) So we are just going to chalk it up to someone is trying to get involved in this. And what is one of the Lord's women's response to this? What's our response to this, Darla? Uh, We're on the right track because someone's trying to thwart us. We are firm believers in it. And I have no doubt if there's anybody that the the adversary is trying to stop today, it's Darla. It's Darla. (laughs) So here we go. Let me kind of tell you how I was introduced to Darla. Now, certainly her and I have worked together. We have mentored together and it's just been an incredible experience. Um, But I originally became connected with her through her podcast. So she's a podcaster. And because you are listening to this, you are a podcast junkie, which is great. So you need to pause this and go search for Spiritually Minded Mom. That is the name of her podcast, Spiritually Minded Mom Podcast. She interviews women and about motherhood and how they have seen and felt God as a partner in motherhood. And Darla, I am fascinated behind the story behind you being gutsy to podcast. You have teenagers, your husband has a job, you have a different job other than podcasting because podcasting is a job, people. Let's just let you know, okay? <laughs> right from that. You you had a lot going on, including a pretty massive calling at the time, if I'm remembering correctly. Tell me, like, why in the world? Why did you take on more? Uh, well, it's, it's kind of started out in an interesting way. It started out with a church calling. I was called in my ward to be a digital missionary, which was a total made up calling, 
but there was someone in my ward who really wanted to start writing on a blog and trying to share the gospel online. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to be a missionary. And so we started doing that and um, it went really well for a few months. And then just some roadblocks started happening and I started feeling I, I feel like I've always been able to write and that's something, a kind of a talent that I have, but I had writer's block so bad. Every time I would sit down to write something, I couldn't write. Which is weird for you because you always have totally such weird. great connections and great Totally writing. weird. And it was like, I'm not on the right track. Something's wrong. And I, at the time I did have some things in my life that like, I was kind of feeling a little spiritually you know, not in tune enough. And, you know, I had to make some changes and I did all that. And I still was feeling like, I just, I can't write. And I kind of started, I love, I have loved podcasts for a long time. I have been a podcast junkie for a long time and some things happened. And I started thinking maybe I should do a podcast. And I was like, Oh, no way. Like that. I would, I could never do that. And I remember very distinctly fasting about it one day during you know, just a regular fast Sunday and sitting in the chapel and just kind of waiting for church to start. And I was fasting and I just, one word popped into my head, podcast. And it was like clear as day. It was so clear. There was no denying that that's what he wanted me to do. And so I didn't know what to do, but I, it was really just like, okay, I'm going to take a little step up today and I'm going to research what's a microphone I could use. I had no clue. Although I loved listening to podcasts, I had no clue what went into it, what, what I would have to do, what kind of software I needed, you know, how do I, you know, what would my podcast be about? You know, I didn't know any of that at that point. I just knew this is what Heavenly Father wanted me to do. That, that is so fascinating to me. And do you feel like I mean, you obviously, it was undeniable that the word podcast came out. How has that experience, we, we have done a Thursday episode about this that is in season six, and it, we call them decision points, I cannot deny. And how has this decision point of the word podcast coming to you as you are fasting, how has it impacted your journey as a podcaster? Because heaven knows it's not smooth sailing all the time when you're running a podcast and raising teenagers and your husband's got a different job and so do you and all those things. How has that impacted you, that moment? Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of po points in the, in the process where you can say, I'm, I'm not good enough for this. There's someone else that could do this better. You know, um, I remember the first time I finally, it took me a couple weeks to tell my husband and I was sure that he was going to say, you are way too busy for that. No way. And I just one night we're going to bed and I'm like, Hey, what if I start a podcast? And he was like, Oh yeah, I think you totally should. That'd be great. <laughs> so he was really supportive. But what I learned over time was that I knew I was doing what Heavenly Father wanted me to do. And so even when it was hard, even when there was roadblocks, I could keep going. And I kind of developed this little mantra for myself. And I even went so far as writing it on a little post-it note some days and putting it in my pocket so that either I could pull it out and read it, or I could just touch it in my pocket and remember why I was doing this. And that little mantra was, I'm fulfilling God's plan for me. And it didn't matter what anybody else was doing. It didn't matter that there were other people podcasting and other people sharing. And as I started to say that mantra to myself all the time, I'm fulfilling God's mission for me. 
it just started, it, it was, it wasn't like all at once I got this whole plan. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. It was just over time, step by step as I was taking action, he was revealing more and kind of sending me on this journey of this is what I want you to do. And I'm going to help you. Oh, I love that. And I love that, that post-it note. That's such a great visualization of your commitment there to, I know that I am doing Lord's, the Lord's plan for me. So tell me this, I feel like you are so unique in this way. And it's something I admire about you probably the very, very most. And that is you do have this incredibly palatable spiritual strength about you. You have a presence about you. I have met you in person and it is there. Like you can see it, you can feel it. It is, you walk into the room and it's there. And the thing I want our listeners to know is because I know you well, you have earned it. Like you work for it every single day, whether it's the post-it note, whether it's the fasting, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to kind of twist this into maybe a bizarre question, but what are some of the sacrifices you have made in order to gain that kind of spiritual strength and connection to God? Wow. That's a really good question. I, um, I didn't prepare you for it. And I'm sorry. It, no, it's totally <laughs> fine. I can, I, I can see, I mean, I can look back on my life and I, I think that I, I think that everyone is given spiritual gifts and I think that I have been given a gift to fill the spirit easily. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I thought everybody was like that. And it's been since starting the podcast that I realized, hold on, not everybody's like that. Even my own husband, we, have had a lot of discussions in our marriage. Like you feel it this way. I feel it this way. You know, you might feel this is important. I don't think that's as important for my, you know, and there's been a lot of learning, but I really learned that not everybody has that. So, or not everybody can it develop. And I don't say that to say that I'm so great, but it is a gift. I think that heavenly father gave me for a purpose and, and not, you know, that purpose is still coming out, but also I've, I've learned that you have to make sacrifices of, you know, what you do with your time and, and who you spend your time with. And I can say a few years prior to starting the podcast, I just started to get really interested in personal development and, you know, just wanting to be better. And, you know, it started as kind of a physical thing. Like I love to work out and, you know, love all of that, the physical part of, you know, trying to see what I can do with my body. And it turned into something spiritual. And I can say that I, purposefully eliminated people from my life who were not building me up. I mean, it was a, you know, it was a conscious decision that I'm not going to be mean to this person. I'm not going to totally reject them, but I'm just going to eliminate their presence in my life. And, and I did that with a few people. You're talking like social media or I'm talking about people in my real life that I know that were, that were very negative, that were bringing me down. And I eliminated that. I I had a time a few years ago, a summer where I was working a lot and my kids were just at those ages where you're just driving them all over the place and they were kind of driving me nuts and I would go in my room and I just wanted to get numb from all of it and I would watch Netflix and I started watching the show and it, it was not a great show, you know, it did not have good content and I lost the spirit for a long time because of that show. Did you know that 
Like you well, knew it. It took about, I mean, it took like the whole summer. Finally, by the, by the time my kids went back to school, you know, back to school is kind of like, Hey, let's renew, let's refresh, let's set some new goals. And I realized I'm kind of dead inside because I haven't been putting the spiritual work in that I need to. And I was kind of lost and it did not come back instantly. So I cut off, you know, watching that show. It was like one of those shows that has 10 seasons and 22 episodes per oh season. My gosh, you know? yes, so I could have been going on a long time with this, but I, I started to recognize this is not good. This is not helping my spirit. So I eliminated that. And it's been interesting because since that time, now that I've kind of done that once, there was another show I was watching at one time and it had been great. And then all of a sudden, some really, really trashy things happened on the show that had never happened before. And I immediately turned it off and told my husband about what happened. And he was like, well, the next episode will probably be fine because they've all been good. And I was like, I can never go back to that show because of what I saw, you know, I have to just cut it off. And so I kind of learned, you know, you have to make some sacrifices in what are you, what are you bringing in? you know, to your mind and what kind of entertainment are you, are you watching? And so that was just, it's been a lot easier since I made that first decision that no, I am not going to watch things that take the spirit away from me. And so it's become easier to do that. Um, and I, I just really try to, and I am not perfect at this. Like I have so many ups and downs, but I really try to fill myself with this, with God first in, in my day. I, I start out my day by reading scripture or reading a conference talk or, you know, listening to something uplifting, um, before I consume anything else. Wow. These are incredible examples. And I appreciate your, your boldness on your experience with media. Um, you don't sound apologetic about it, that you do believe media impacts us in a pretty heavy way. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It, you have to, you have to watch because Satan is subtle. He, you know, just like that show I'd been watching, like it was perfectly fine. And then he slips in, you know, something that offends the spirit. Oh, I love that. And that's a, that's a great reminder and a moment for us to pause and assess for a minute and say, wait a minute, I'm trying to earn more spirituality here. And where can those sacrifices be made? And, and something you said also kind of triggered in me, and that is that your husband and you hear the spirit differently and maybe even receive different answers. So what is your advice to marriages, families, partnerships, um, like important relationships there of that need to work and people want it to work when the spirit is felt differently and answers are different? How do you guys approach that? Well, I think, okay, I think if there's someone out there that says, I want to know how the spirit works for me, you have to, you have to cut out and not worry about what your mom does and what your sister does and your neighbor. And, you know, the Relief Society teacher says you have to cut all that out and just make it, this is your relationship with God. And I loved, uh, there was a, there was a talk by Sherry Dew where she talked about this and she said, which I totally agree with get down on your knees and ask him, what is the, what is the language of prayer? What is the spiritual language that you use with me? Ask him that and he will show you and don't worry about how everybody else is feeling it because he's a personal God and he will come to you. And for my husband and I, we, we've had to work through issues in our marriage where, you know, I'm like, 
I need to go to the temple and I got to do this today. And, and he's not feeling it the same way that I am. And he might have to do something different to, you know, get an answer to fill something. And um, I've just, he's helped me to see that that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We're all, we all have the same goal. We want to get returned back to our heavenly father, but that path is not the same for all of us. And isn't that amazing? Isn't that so great that we have this God who created this earth and has all created all of us, but yet he's so individual and he can come to us in the way that we need it. Ooh, fantastic. Fantastic. And to practice patience as maybe the other person is experiencing that or be patient with yourself as you're learning that. And I love how you bring in the personal nature of how God really does personalize this experience. And I remember an experience you told me about when it kind of helped you decide the why behind your podcast. And I'm hoping you'd be willing to share it with our listeners because it's so awesome. And I know that there's part of it you're like, ah, I don't want to like <laughs> appear I'm so awesome, but just say it and know that I am forcing you. Just I'm forcing this story here. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're going to do that to me, then I'm going to say this, the credit for this whole thing goes back to the Women with Fire podcast. And Oh, brother, come on. Know, <laughs> the episode with Lizzie Jensen which I have, I think Michelle did that interview. I have listened to that episode probably 10 times because it was really impactful to me. It came out right at the point where I knew I was going to podcast and I was trying to figure out what my message was going to be. And I was figuring out all the technical things. And Lizzie said in that interview that sometimes God tells us the what, but he does not tell us the why. He tells us what to do. And he had told me podcast. He did not tell me why. And she helped me have the confidence to say, you know, her words were, it's okay. Sometimes later down the road, we might know the why. And sometimes we will never know the why. And we just do what God asks us to do and it will work out. And that, that was so impactful for me and gave me so much confidence that I did not have to know why I was doing this. Even though, you know, people around me are like, Darla, you're like really busy. Why are you doing this? And you know, are you trying to be famous or, you know, and I'm like, no, I just know what God wants. I know the what I did not know the why. And I, you know, went a year and a half of podcasting and I knew that I was helping people and I knew that it was, you know, there was impact being made. And, but you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not in this to be famous and I don't have huge numbers of people downloading my podcast. I think, and I think that's okay. I'm totally fine with that. I was just like, whatever Heavenly Father wants me to do, I'm going to do it. And I was totally resigned that I was never going to know why. And that was okay. I was completely okay with that. So I recently got a new church calling that really is... (laughs) She's the Stake Relief Society president. No, Young Women's. <laughs> oh, Young, Young Women's, Women's president. Sorry, <laughs> I got I got called to be that, and I'm having an interview as their call as the member of the state presidency is calling me, and he he asked me about my testimony of the atonement, and the spirit was so strong, and I had such a good experience, and I my heart was full, and I could tell him so many things that I knew about the, about the savior and about his atonement and was able to just bear my testimony and I could be articulate and I could share what was in my heart. And 
I felt very strongly that, you know, this is what Heavenly Father wants me to do. And I, I said yes to the calling without any reservation because I knew I had been prepared. And I walked out of that interview and I got in my car and I, it was just like the spirit rushed over me and said, this is why. And it wasn't, it wasn't for anybody else, but it was for me. Like Heavenly Father needed to teach me some things about myself and about how to serve others and about the atonement. And he did it through a podcast. He did it through me hosting a podcast. I mean, it's amazing. Another one of your, I cannot deny decision points in which you just know that the Lord is so in charge of what is happening, what is happening. Mm-hmm. And as, as we talk about the atonement, you're, you're so great at teaching women tricks of the trade and, and applicable things they can do day in and day out to increase their spirituality. Um, do you feel like there are parts of the atonement that generally us as women, we are missing, taking advantage of? Oh, absolutely. And that's in part of starting the podcast and going through this journey and talking to other women. I have learned so much about the enabling power of the atonement. And mostly I've learned it in my own life. So, you know, I start this podcast and I, I have kids that are going every which way. You know, I, you said at the beginning, I have teenagers, like I'm driving them all over and they have a million concerts and sporting events that I'm going to and, uh, you know, helping my husband run a business and, you know, I run my own business and we're just doing, we're going every which way. And, you know, and I want to serve and I want to help build the kingdom and do all these things. And, and I started to notice a theme on Instagram. A lot of people saying, just say no, just say no to things. And, you know, you've got to just pull back and do less. And at the time when I, that theme kept coming up for me every time I would log onto Instagram and I was thinking, maybe I need to do that. Like, am I doing too much? Do I need to pull back? And I started praying about it and I got the answer, no, you do not. You are doing everything that I want you to do. And over time, and I, and I don't want to paint this like this picture, like I just had this amazing spiritual moment and I knew everything. It was the way that Heavenly Father works with me is he teaches me over time, little by little. And then I look back and I go, oh, that's what he was trying to teach me. And that's what this moment, these moments all came together to be. And I started to study about the enabling power of the atonement. And I found a quote by Elder Bednar. Um, he says, the enabling power of the atonement strengthens us to do and be good and to serve beyond our own individual desire and natural capacity. So I found that quote and I, it just like rang so true to me. This is what he was, he was telling me, say yes to me. Don't say no, say yes to me and I will help you you and you will be able to do more than you could ever do on your own. And I have felt the strength and the power. I, I, I will say it's a power that the atonement can give us to do more, you know, not of, you know, not of whatever I want to do, but whatever he wants me to do. It doesn't matter what I want to do. And so when everybody, I felt like a lot of people around me were saying, no, no, you know, I'm going to pull back or I was saying, yes, bring it on. Let me do more. Let me, let me use this power that he's given to, to do good in the world and to be work beyond my capacity. And I've seen that in my life. I mean, there's some days I look back and I, I think, look at all I was able to do. And, 
and spiritually in the midst of a busy life of just, you know, trying to make a living and trying to be a good mom and, you know, just like the normal things he can, he weaves in these spiritual experiences and these ways that I've been able to help other people. And, and it's just incredible what he can do in our lives when we let that power work within us. And, and I'm not saying that you should always say yes to everything. Just, you know, I think you need to be prayerful and you need to find your own journey. But for me, the load, you know, Elder Bednar's talked about that too. The load is what has helped me to become closer to him. It's not the lessening of the load or just, you know, oh, I've got five hours a day to read my scriptures. No, I don't. Like sometimes I have 10 minutes, but it's, a, he makes it enough. You know, whatever I gift. I love, especially that very last example that you gave is, is it five hours of scripture reading or is it 10 minutes of scripture reading? Well, what's your load? Yeah. With it, with the Lord and let's, let's figure this out. So what if we have listeners and I know we have listeners who are desperate for that power. They have young kids, old kids, no kids. They have three jobs, no job you know, just starting a new project, something, and they so desperately want access to that enabling power of the atonement. I feel like we know kind of almost step by step how to access like the cleanse me Mm -hmm. and the healing side of the atonement. But what about the enabling power? Like, what does it look like for you? And I, and I know we need to find our own way, but where can we start? Well, I would, I would say, and this is what I always tell people, and I've talked about this on my podcast, start by asking him how he feels about you. Because if you can feel who you are, if you can know who you are, then that's a, that's a great place to start and to, to feel his love and to know, you know, and then he knows, Hey, she's paying attention. She wants more. I think, I think starting with that, and that's something that Sister Dew said in that same talk that I referenced. I'll have to give you the link to that, and um, you can link it up so everyone can read it. But, you know, she said, ask him how he feels about you, and then ask him, how do you want to talk to me? How, do, how can I communicate with you the best? And, and let him tell you, and that's, you know, that's what I've done, and it's been a lot of um, action. You have to act. You cannot sit there and expect him to give, give it to you. If you're not acting, then you're never going to find that power. And I, that was one of the biggest things that I learned on my journey was when I act, I feel power. And then when I started to feel doubt creep in and the adversary was bringing that fear and all of that in, it was because I wasn't acting every time I can pinpoint it back to that. And when I say act on something, it could be as small as, like I said, saying a prayer or writing down something you know, read one verse of scripture. It doesn't have to be huge things. He doesn't expect that. He just wants to see, you know, take that action and then he gives you more. And then, then you have the, the power to take another action and then he gives you more. And it, it just builds, it just keeps building on that. But I would say, start with, ask him how he feels about you and then take an action on that. Oh, and, and just do it bravely because Mm-hmm. You probably don't know the why, and you might not think you no. Jensen, right? <laughs> right. No. How has um, you clearly have been refined through this journey as a podcaster, and through this experience from from that decision moment of podcast in in sacrament meeting? How has it impacted your family? I've met a couple of your kids; they are delightful and so sweet. 
Um, but how has this journey impacted your family? Well, I hadn't really thought about this, but when you said that, it just, I mean, I had an experience yesterday with one of my kids and it's hard when you have teenagers because you don't want to share all of the things that they're going through because they're teenagers and they need their privacy and all of that. So it's yes. hard for me to be I as have careful to be a, as you need to be. I have to be a little vague, but in the midst of me starting this podcast, I have had one child that has gone through a lot and that child has needed me to have the spirit to know what to do. And yesterday we had a huge breakthrough and he Just figured, yesterday. I said he, so I have two sons and two daughters. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he figured some things out yesterday and it has been a long, long journey. But I really think that, I mean, I can't, I can't get on Instagram and share something unless I have the spirit and I can't get on and do an interview with someone unless I have the spirit. And so that has spilled off into other parts of my life and it's helped me to be more in tune as a mother to know what my kids need and to, you know, take action with them and, and be able to help them. I've seen my oldest is a girl and she's been away at college and I've seen her. I think she watches me and she was like, I can do things in my life too. Like, you know, she's trying to pick a career and, you know, she's seen how I'm able to work from home and be a mom and do a podcast. And, you know, I can see, we've had a lot of great discussions about, you know, there's not just this mold that you have to fit in as a, a woman in the church. You can find your own path and you can figure out what Heavenly Father wants you to do. And so that, that's been really great to be able to model that for my daughter that, you know, I, I think that I kind of grew up thinking there was a mold and like, I just had to be a stay at home mom. And that was like the only thing I could ever do. And I, I really think that Heavenly Father can use your talents and gifts, not only in a spiritual way, but in a temporal way, I've been able to work and help my family financially and still be there for my kids. And he's just opened doors and, and kind of guided me on that path. And I'm grateful that I can share that with my daughter and say, you know, there's not one way to do this. You'll, you'll, you can figure it out for yourself. Oh, what powerful messages you are sending to those kids. What powerful messages. I, I felt like I grew up in a rare home because my mom was an author, right? Yes. And I just re-listened to your interview with her. Isn't she a riot? Yes, I love just, You guys love would get her. along just beautifully. And, but she, I just think, what did that offer me? What did that offer me? And and I think we have the same voice in which we would never encourage like, get out of the house and go work, women, or uh, stay in the house and hang out with your kids all day. Like, ugh, like you, that's such a touchy thing. But I think what we resonate is many things are possible. Yes, and and it's just your own journey. Like, there's not a mold that you have to fit in. There's not one way to be a good member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You know, you you can figure out for yourself, just like you can figure out how he speaks to you. You can figure out what your path is and how you can take what he's given you and use it to build the kingdom and to raise your family and to, you know, do the things that he wants you to do. I love this. Oh, Darla, you have been incredible, like absolutely incredible. And I hope our listeners can take from your courage, just pure courage and diving into the things that they feel prompted to do and also seeing some really brilliant positive effects in your family. 
that have come from those courageous things and some huge changes that have come in for you. Now, I want to dive in a little bit to a technical standpoint. How do our listeners get more of you? Obviously, they go to your Spiritually Minded Mod podcast, but I also know you have some big things coming up. And if they want to be part of this, can you tell them what you're going to be involved in? Okay, so I'm going to be speaking at SALT, the SALT gathering in Salt Lake on September 14th. So if you are going to be at that, I would love to meet you. And Sarah's going to be there too, right? Are you going to be yeah, there? Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, yeah. We'll be there. that's right. Um, and then I'm also going to be speaking two weeks after that in Lethbridge, Canada, a distinct and different conference. And I am super excited for that. This has been in the works for like a year, and I can't believe that it's almost here. But in both of those instances, I'll be not talking about exactly the same thing, but at SALT, I'm going to be talking about, you know, how you can figure out how God speaks to you. And, and also at Distinct and Different, talking about how, how do you recognize the spirit in your life and how do you recognize God, his hand in your life. So I'm really excited for that. This is a kind of a new adventure for me, but I'm, I'm really excited to meet people in person. And I hope to be able to do that more down the road. Fantastic. Fantastic. And if they want to connect with you, is the best way to find you on Instagram or to send you a DM or like, how do they find you? Yeah, I, oh, well, I say I'm on Instagram. I have been like so absent for like the last week or two. Oh, just, we are in summer mode. It right. Well, my kids have gone back to school, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm usually on Instagram. So a DM on Instagram is great. Or there's a way to email me from there. You can email me. I would love to hear from you. Fantastic. Oh, Darla, you are the best of the best. I am so grateful I know you. Thank you for everything that you've taught me. Oh, you have taught me much more than I have taught you, I am sure. Thank uh, you so much. Yay. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Women with Fire podcast. We're so glad that Darla was here. She is just really the true example of courageous action. Just get out there, get it done, and watch the incredible impacts that can happen within you and the people around you. So thanks again so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Women With Fire podcast. Hey, you guys, that was a great episode, right? Well, do you want a little bit more or a lot more? Will we have it for you? Head over to thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus, and you're going to find two bonus episodes that you can download that can literally get your soul on fire right now. So Sarah and I get asked to speak at places a lot, and we have two most requested topics, and we are tackling them and giving them right to your inbox. So Sarah's topic is Satan is at the Y, not at BYU, my friends. It is at the Y, and she dives in uh, and tells you how to get over the questions. Then you can pop over and listen to Michelle talk about like the things she's most fabulous at talking about, and that is God is speaking. Do you hear him? If you feel like revelation is sort of a tripping point for you, she has got some incredible ways that you can better hear the Lord in your everyday life. So these are bonus episodes. You can jump on right now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Download them right now, and there is more for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for joining us at the Women With Fire podcast.